0: Hi, this is Ann Kavira with an Easter episode of Speeding Past 80. Many of you know that my husband and I have been dealing with his Alzheimer's for the past several years. At first, Jim's changes happened gradually, but these past eight months or so, the losses seem to have speeded up. Now it seems changes can happen from week to week, even from day to day. The other night, Jim was up roaming the house every hour, looking for people he felt certain were here. By morning, we were both exhausted. Now, that hasn't happened since, but he doesn't recognize familiar faces, and he hasn't for some time. He doesn't remember my name or who I am, but he does take a lot of comfort in my company. If I leave for a while, he wants to know, where were you? Most simple activities, like shaving himself or putting on his coat and hat, well, those are too difficult now. Still, we're fortunate. Jim is a peaceful person. He's always been that way. He doesn't get angry or abusive, and his personality is much the same as it always was before the illness began. That's a real blessing. We're lucky he's still physically strong. He doesn't fall or stumble, though he walks a lot slower now than he used to. We're blessed because we're able to be in our house here together. As we approach Easter, I do have a word for all of us, and that word is hope. Easter gives me hope that no matter how difficult the road, I'm not alone. This life is not the end of the road. There's new life waiting at the end, no matter what happens here. So this week, I'm retelling the Easter story I offered last year. Now, if you didn't hear it last year, well, this year it will be new. And if you did hear it last year, if your memory's like mine, it'll be new again, too. So this week's story is called The Theology of a Leper. Back in 1966, Jim and I were newlyweds, and we were also Peace Corps volunteers in a town called Ganta in Liberia, West Africa. There was a leper colony not far outside of town, and the people in the colony were great woodcarvers. That's where we met a woodcarver the townspeople called Freddy the Leper. As far as Freddy's disease went, he was one of the lucky ones. He'd gotten treatment early, and he showed few effects from the disease. He was also one of the best carvers in the colony. From time to time, Freddie crammed his carved elephants, antelopes, fertility dolls, and mask into a well-worn burlap sack. Then, with his bundle over his shoulder, he walked a mile or so into town and peddled his carvings. Peace Corps volunteers were good customers. In those days, most of the huts in Liberia had no doors. And so when somebody came to visit, you just stood at the door and you said, Bok, bok, as if you were knocking. One day we heard Freddie's familiar bok, bok at our door, and we invited him in. Soon we had a lot of Freddie's carvings in our little cinder block tin roof house. One afternoon, Jim asked Freddie if he could carve a horse. Well, there were no horses in Liberia because of tsetse flies. These flies passed on a fatal disease to horses when they bit them. So Freddie had never seen a horse. I drew him a picture. Unfortunately, I'm not an artist. The picture I drew was terrible. And Freddie's carving looked exactly like the picture I drew. Jim asked Freddie if he would be willing to carve a crucifix for us. At first, he seemed confused, and then Jim found a picture to show him exactly what he had in mind. Freddy thought he remembered seeing a small crucifix on the wall at a nearby mission. Several months later, we heard Freddy's familiar bok bok at our front door. We were eager to see what he had for us, and we invited him in. What he pulled from his sack that day took our breath away. Freddie had carved a crucifix about a foot high from a single piece of mahogany. The smooth, dark figure of Christ hung with both dignity and profound agony. Freddie's crucifix brought to mind the long walk 2,000 years ago between a certain government building in Jerusalem and the place outside the walls where the worst of criminals met their death. Just as it did the first time we saw it, Freddie's crucifix still reminds us of the poor who are often crucified by hunger, poverty, and disease. Well, there's one other thing about Freddie's crucifix that haunts us. The face of Christ is African, but that didn't surprise us. There's a certain familiar look about this face that brings back memories. Freddy's face of Christ is a thin face. It has a narrow jaw and high cheekbones. It's a face that still grabs us and holds our attention. You see, Freddy had never been close enough to any crucifix to really see the features of Christ. We were shocked when we realized Freddy had modeled the face of Christ after the one face he knew and understood the best. You see, the face Freddie carved on our crucifix was his own. Isn't that what Easter's really about? No matter who we are or what we've done, when we get close enough to really see the face of Christ, we're shocked to find that face on the cross is always our own. This Easter, if you're struggling with illness, if you're worried about a child, husband, or parent, If you feel you're stuck in a situation and there's no way out, if you've lost everything and feel hopeless, hang on. Christ on the cross is a message of hope. No matter what Good Friday you're going through, Easter morning does come. Christ is with us on whatever cross we bear. No matter what your Good Friday, hang on for Easter morning. This is Ann Kavira wishing you and your family a blessed, peaceful, happy Easter. Please join us again next week for another episode of Speeding Past 80.